Hello, and welcome to the Impact Your Fitness podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz, and if you're on YouTube, you'll see my wonderful golden retriever over here, Bowie. (laughs) And today, I'd love to talk to you about why some people, a lot of people, don't respond to stretching tight muscles. I've helped thousands of people relieve tight muscles without stretching. And to rectify and relieve tightness, I've been using strategies that are based on nerve, muscle, and joint anatomy, as well as encouraging lifestyle adjustments. So today, I'm going to share a few reasons why tight muscles don't respond to stretching and how this can help you revamp your approach to flexibility and just be able to find more freedom in your movement. Throughout your time as a fitness enthusiast, I'm sure you found ways to improve flexibility, but not much has like stuck and created the amount of freedom that you're looking for. Otherwise, you wouldn't have clicked on this awesome podcast. I see it all the time. Like you can trick your body into moving better momentarily, but it doesn't like truly rectify the situation where you don't have to really think about it anymore. So alternative stretching methods, they've been around and they're easy to find on YouTube. But what's not easy to find on YouTube is ways to optimize joint health. And that's what the Impact Your Fitness podcast is really about. I think methods like foam rolling, um, dynamic stretching, proprioceptive stretching, myofascial release techniques, these can all improve flexibility and mobility momentarily, but again, they just don't stick around. And on top of that, jumping around and trying different methods isn't necessarily a good use of time. So what we're promoting here is more of an education, a alternative view on how muscles work and a way for you to learn about your body so you can determine what could be best for you. And that's really one of my favorite subjects. What I love to play around with on this podcast, developing a strong core value of continuous improvement and growth. Hmm. That just warms my heart. (laughs) I really have a wish for this to like help us evolve together and answer some age old questions. Why does this work? Why doesn't this work? And this episode and this list of reasons encourages us to be rational, answer those questions and make smart choices about fitness and wellness care which, you know, can lead to like big gains in the long run. Those of us who are interested in longevity need to be on that wavelength, that vibration of continuous growth, learning, and improvement. With that said, here are five reasons stretching may not help your tightness. Inefficient neural dynamics. Second one, dehydrated tissue that or muscles that creates short circuits, not allowing electricity to get through. The third, uh, abnormal intra-joint mechanics. Number four, protective mechanisms. 
Number five, a lack of biomechanical opportunities. In the last episode, muscle tightness versus tension, understanding the key differences, I really got to the root of of recovering fully from an injury, which is like balancing and shaping the conversation and not chasing around tightness, but getting to a better balanced approach to how we move, okay? And so I'm just encouraging you to like click that, download it, and make sure you don't miss it because it really sets the stage for this conversation. But I also want to start by sharing a story of a from my own timeline, which is probably back to 2006 when I was just getting into the fitness industry. And my knee was so tight. I had multiple surgeries at that point, And my knee wouldn't straighten. I didn't have pain necessarily. It just was like a hard stop. And I was, you know, a new trainer in a really cool Under Armour shirt. And I, you know, felt good about my new career choice. But I didn't feel great because I wasn't moving great. And like, I think a trainer that's not moving that great and like optimizing their fitness with well-rounded choices is sometimes they're not the best role models for our own, you know, joint health and choices, right? So I really felt that deep in my being and I wanted more from my body. So I started searching and asking questions and I ran into a chiropractor locally here in Alexandria that wanted to help. Um, And his only suggestion was like really to like stretch my hamstrings. And it's like, you know, my knee was locked. You don't think I like tried that at that point. So, you know, he showed me this like basic calf hamstring stretch. And he was like, yeah, you just need to do this like a couple times a day. And, and, you know, guess what? It didn't work. There was a hard stop on this like ability to straighten the hamstring. So in the, like the basic view of, of knee mechanics, most people think like, as long as like the hamstrings have proper length, the knee will straighten. And it's just not that simple. And I figured that out super early in my career. And I went on this journey. So I'm passionate about this topic, as I am many topics related to anatomy. But this is one of the reasons why, because I was just given this like vanilla, like basic advice. And it was just like, I just knew it, it wasn't working. And like, I felt it wasn't working. And I went for something else. And so I found something else. And that was really muscle activation techniques and proper uh, strength training. And that changed my view on the body entirely. And that's why I'm sitting here right now. So let's, um, you know, get into a few of these reasons. So now you know kind of where I'm coming from. And also, I did achieve full knee extension. And it had nothing to do with stretching. Um, It had all to do with like retensioning and repatterning how my body was figuring out how to strengthen or straighten the knee. And 
also understanding what was going on inside the joint and with the muscle mechanics and the move and the joint mechanics. So I would like to start with the first reason, which is inefficient neural dynamics. I also had this as well, but in my timeline of education and learning, I didn't really get this until I took a class on neural anatomy. And so the author, the the course um, and the books associated with inefficient neural dynamics is called neurodynamics. And this is first on my list because if you have this and you keep stretching, you can actually hurt yourself and get into trouble. It's a huge common misunderstanding that you can just stretch your hamstrings or stretch your uh, pec muscle and release tightness. Huge misconception, especially if there are is there's inefficient neural dynamics. Because stretching a nerve and a muscle have a similar sensation, and stretching can injure a nerve. So I had to put this one first to really say, like, this is a big one and a reason to have a quality assessment with a professional if you're not responding to stretching because you don't want to injure a nerve. Let me just hit on some really important things first. One, nerves and muscles have a similar sensation when we apply a stretch in that area. So that's that's key. So not relying on sensation is what I'm trying to get to here. I think sensation is important, obviously. <laughs> um, so does your brain. And um, But having an understanding of what is happening is is needed to create some objective feedback when you're trying to fix and not fix help your body optimize it if we just think of it as tight and not tight we get in trouble and that's exactly what i talked about in the last episode so i really can't say it enough please download that and listen to it i want to talk uh, about the differences and between nerves and muscles and stretching them. So nerves have movement. Both terms, neural movement and neural dynamics, describe the timing of the tension and movement of the nervous system. And I know we don't think of our nervous system as a movement <laughs> or moving in general, but they they do, they move. And that is just another common misunderstanding that our nerves are just like bones, like they don't have movement activity or intrastructural movement, and that the integrity of that is really important. So what is neural dynamics? It's the interfaces between nerves, ten, uh, tissues, and the structures and how they interact. It's a complex balancing act between tension, blood flow, nerve activity, and oxygen. So any misaligned or inefficiencies in this system create an issue. And here's what you need to know. On a micromechanical level, muscles respond quickly to a stretch, meaning it's very normal part of muscle contractions and mechanics for a stretch to happen. 
And that's different than like stretching your hamstring for 20 seconds. So muscles are designed to be placed under tension and stretch. And in fact, muscles generate tension and kind of fight against a stretch. So that's the sensation you're getting when you're stretching. It's like the muscle is responding and creating tension to counteract the stretch. So some ways passive stretching is like fighting against your body. And that's all. <laughs> um, and I do talk about that often with my clients and it does um, help them understand that it's just not always the best answer to just stretch tight muscles. So muscles do have some elastic properties and those are mostly near the tendons. And it's a very normal thing for the muscles to stretch. But it doesn't mean that we need to stretch them all the time. It means it's just part of the normal way of muscles. Nerves, however, do not like to stretch. And if you stretch a nerve that is under tension, extra tension, everything will tighten up even more. So if you have tightness that is extra responsive in a negative way to stretching, you might be stretching a nerve. And that is not something that I, I think people should be doing because you can injure a nerve. But this is not medical advice, okay? Um, nerves are designed more like a cord and they are inelastic. They glide back and forth like a piece of yarn in a straw or dental floss. And we have so many nerves in our body. It's like 40 miles of nerves. So if you're sitting in the DC region like me, that means our nerves laid out go from DC to Baltimore. <laughs> and that's like really funny and interesting, but also like, wow, we have a lot of nerves and they are very important to our body. So we must protect them and keep them healthy. <laughs> There's quite a few quick assessments that can be done to determine inefficient neurodynamics so we can take care of our nerves. And the testing is for neural tension, and it's really about seeing when the nerve gets pulled from one end and if it gets irritated. So it's, you know, it's kind of a provocative test because the testing will promote, like send us a pain signal. And it's very, you know, um, it's very normal to have pain when the nerves are under too much tension. And usually people just stretch through it. And again, like it doesn't, it, you know, if it makes it worse, that's a red flag. If it doesn't um, and it just doesn't respond, that's also kind of like a yellow flag. And under normal circumstances, nerves can get pulled from both sides, meaning like the neck to the bottom of the calves or whatever. And it's fine. There's no restrictions. There, that's how it's designed. But the nervous system is a huge organ and this huge continuum of miles of nerves. And there's mechanical interfaces. So if we tension a nerve on one spot, it has an effect on some other part of the system. So all of that to say, if you're not, you know, if you have inefficient dynamics and interfaces of the nerves, you're, you're going to have tight muscles and stretching, you're not going to respond to it. So I'll just leave it at that. And again, this is not medical advice, okay? Um, this is education about your body. So let's go into the second reason, and that's abnormal joint intra-joint mechanics. 
And that's what I was dealing with. When I was telling that story, or when I was in that story, I had a bone spur, I had cartilage, arthritic damage in the knee, and I still have these things. I might not have to bone spur anymore. Inflammation in the tendon and uh, probably some extra fluid. So there was a lot of intra-joint mechanics not allowing my knee to straighten, okay? So I experienced this fully with my knee. I've also experienced it um, a little bit in my neck and no amount of stretching was ever going to help my knee fully extend or my neck fully heal. So at the core of this is the inside of the joints. And it and and if something inside the joint is stopping motion, no amount of stretching is going to allow for additional motion. So I've seen people struggle with this for shoulders, knees, hips, sacral pain. And what's sad about this is that there are there's a black and white categorization approach to this topic. It's either stretch it and hope or it's bone on bone and helpless. And there's definitely more to this. And there are many reasons for underlying intra-joint tension that makes this problem not hopeless, even in those with excessive compression throughout the spine and disc health issues like herniations, there are answers and solutions outside of stretching. In a recent episode, I discussed the importance of understanding wear patterns inside the joint and offered some valuable programming tips for maintaining joint health. As joint pain and orthopedic issues are among the most common reasons for doctor's visits, I think this is a very important episode. It's called From the Inside Out, Boosting Joint Health with Smart Exercise Design. The bottom line here is if there are bony and soft tissue issues preventing joint motion, stretching is not going to help. Retentioning and repatterning the movement is the short answer to how we approach this type of tightness. I also send people to a wonderful group of orthopedics around here in the DC area called ROSM who look at joints with like a skilled ultrasound technician or doctor. And that helps people see the, the complex problem that this is. You know, having a good understanding of wear patterns in joints is crucial for this type of fitness enthusiast since it enables people to create exercise routines that support joint health. This is also the type of tightness that is relentless and will be there until it just hurts too much. (laughs) Sorry. And only someone very motivated like you listen to this podcast is going to get through this and even with orthopedic help. It's not a simple, you know, just release. Even when my clients have gone to get orthopedic injectables for this type of tightness, they have to do three months of therapy afterwards to really get the gains. But I've seen it really relieve things um, for the long term. Anyway, so it's not super simple. So only someone really motivated is going to get through this and achieve joint health. And It's a long road because the injectables that help this type of pain require some TLC and awareness that a lot of us aren't capable of. Same thing with the retentioning and repatterning. It does take some patience and gentle approach to how our joints move and a good amount of knowledge to apply. So um, applied knowledge of joint mechanics, not easy to come about. Come, yeah, come. (laughs) Anyways, so... I think this is a great place to stop. I think there's 
obviously three other reasons. We're going to cover this in another podcast episode, maybe two. But I love the uh, idea that we can look at some basic human science and human anatomy to figure out these problems and not just like rest it, inject it, blame it on bone on bone and just hope for the best. There's so many more options to muscle tightness and there's so many more reasons for muscle tightness. And, you know, those are the top two (laughs) that I wanted to hit first and also say my colleagues here, myself and Angela and Gina and our intern, Kenan, we here at Impact Our, Your Fitness believe in empowering your body with education about anatomy, physiology, exercise mechanics, and exercise science. So if there's a topic you want to know more about, let us know. Let us know. We want to empower you. And if you want to empower your health, we have some great links in the show notes, some affiliates that have all to do with like boosting your body on a mitochondrial and molecular level that will help joint health as well. So check those out in the show notes. And please, would love to hear from you. Love to get a five-star rating and tell your friends about smart exercise design and joint health. I promise it's super fun and sexy. (laughs) All right. Have a great week. And I can't wait to hear about how you impacted your fitness this week. Have a wonderful week.